Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Shalom Aleichem. And Tzahoraim Tovim. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Harangen Messianic Synagogue. Good to have everybody here. For those of you guys that may not know me, I know we have some guests, and not just guests, but also actually not really visitors, right? People that uh, were part of our community before. And, and uh, Roy was telling me about, you know, our families that are, that are here with us today that, and, and, they had moved to, I believe, Colorado or somewhere, somewhere like that. And, and then I remember, I was like, wait a minute, yeah, we, 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 had, we had a whole, whole conversations. And so it's good to have you guys here. It's good to have our guests. Good to have everybody. Hallelujah. I was going to actually introduce myself to Miss Carmen uh, because uh, she, she's been out for, for a little while. And so I, she's been out so long that I was going to introduce myself to, to Carmen. I was going to say, I was going to say, hello, my name is Hillel. Welcome, welcome to Harlingen Messianic. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, today we are studying Parashat Nitzavim, and we're going to be in Devarim 29, verse 9, Deuteronomy 29, verse 9. We're going to start with the bracha. Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the universe who has sanctified us with His commandments and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, Adonai our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the house of Israel. May we and our offspring and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to His people, Yisrael. Vimru? Hallelujah. It's am- I love that uh, blessing because it says, sweeten the words of your Torah but what's amazing about that blessing is that the words of Torah are already sweet. So it's like, we want an abundance of sweetness. Like, yeah, it's, like it's too much sweetness. <laughs> right? That's what we want. Hallelujah. So, Devarim 29, verse 9. We're going to read through verse 14. The word says, You are standing today, all of you, before Hashem your God, the heads of your tribes, your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel, your small children, your women, and your proselyte who is in the midst of your camp, from the hewer of your wood to the drawer of your water, for you to pass into the covenant of Hashem your God and into his imprecation that Hashem your God seals with you today, in order to establish you today as a people to him and that he be a God to you as he spoke to you and as he swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, to Yitzhak, and to Yaakov. Not with you alone do I seal this covenant and this imprecation, but with whoever is here standing with us today, before Hashem our God, and with whoever is not here with us today. The first three words are atem. Atem is a plural form of you in the, in the masculine. Nitzavim, standing. You, group of people, are standing. Hayom, today, on this day. So you're all standing today. Every Jew must feel as if he were standing before God today. And every day. Not just on Shabbat, but every day. Not just on Rosh Hashanah, every day. You know why? This goes for not just the men, include everybody, the women, the children, the proselyte, right? Because we are standing before him every day. That's just, that's just fact, right? As the kids say, no cap, that's no cap. Right? There's no lie. <laughs> There's no lie. Now, this is also a reference to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Friends, we are here. We're in the season. We've been preparing for this all month in Elul, right? Blowing the shofar every morning, every weekday morning. We've been blowing the shofar. And, and now it's upon us. Tomorrow night, it starts. Monday, Monday, Monday is the day. I say Monday because that's... Rosh Hashanah, and obviously our days begin the previous evening, right? I always like to mention that because sometimes people, you know, we get a little confused with Judaism, <laughs> right? Because we're, we're used to, you know, Monday's Monday, right? right? It's going to start in sunup or whatever, or at midnight, right? But now for us, it's the previous evening at sundown. Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are the seasons, are, are the holidays, the feasts, where we stand before our king in a trial. We're going to be in a court trial. Each and every one of us. And what we do during Rosh Hashanah, all the way through the 10 days of all to Yom Kippur, is we plead for a favorable judgment. That's what we plead for. Right? 
And what's amazing is that the Parashat Nitzavim is always, everybody say always, always, always read before Rosh Hashanah. How do you do that? Like, how do you come up with that? And who came up with that? Remember, a few weeks ago, we studied the men of the great assembly, right? We get all, everything, the Siddur, the, the Parashot, the Talmud, broken up into the tractates. I mean, you can go, I can go on and on. The Parashot are, were set up by Ezra, by Nehemiah, by the men of the great assembly, right? Including prophets like Haggai, Zechariah, and the list goes on and on. I don't know about you, but I, I could have never come up with something like that. Or every year, for thousands of years, every time it's going to be Rosh Hashanah, the, the parashat before is going to be Nitzavim. That just blows my mind. That's Hashem. <laughs> That's Hashem. Now, this also, you're all standing here today, the beginning of our verses, also refers to the judgment day in Olam Haba, in the world to come. Right? Where every human being living, and dead will be judged. Every one of us. We cannot escape it. Right? There's a saying, first you guys have heard it, there's two things you can never escape in life, death and taxes. Right? But there's a third. Right? It's actually in the afterlife. You cannot escape the judgment. Right? We cannot escape those, those things. Look at Matidiahu 12.36. It's Matthew 12.36. The words of Yeshua are Mashiach. He says, but I tell you that on the day of judgment, Men will give account for every careless word they speak. So we're not just going to be judged for our actions. We're going to be judged for our words. And how many of you have ever said any, uh, you know, some careless words, <laughs> right? They happen. They happen. And so we just got to be aware that when they happen, Father, forgive me. <laughs> right away, make the shuvah. Right, right away, we, we got to repent because we will be held accountable for those things. Look at Pirkei Avot 3.1. Pirkei Avot is the ethics of the fathers. You find them in the Siddur. We read those from Pesach all the way to actually to last week. The, the, the Shabbat before, uh, actually today I should say. The Shabbat before uh, Rosh Hashanah. Pirkei Avot 3.1. Listen to what it says. Akav Yaben Mahalalel said, Consider three things and you will not come into the grip of sin. Know whence you came, from where you came from. Know whether you go, and before whom you will give justification and reckoning. Once you came from, from a putrid drop, that's where we all came from. I will not elaborate on that one. You can figure that out later. Whether you go to a place of dust, worms, and maggots when we're buried, and before whom you will give justification and reckoning, before the king who reigns over kings, the Holy One, Baruch Hu, blessed be he. If we have that in mind every day, oh boy, we'll stay far away from sin, won't we? We'll watch our words a, little, a lot more carefully because we've got to remember these things. See, this is why the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah starting tomorrow night all the way to Yom Kippur, 10 days are called the days of awe. The days of awe, of fear. Because we're in the middle of a trial. It's a 10-day trial for everybody. 10-day trial. You know, I'm not sure if you guys have ever stood before a judge before. I stood before a judge one time. You're like, what is this guy doing teaching us? <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the, you know, get his police records, right? No, 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 nothing like that. No, no. I was called for jury duty. Relax. Relax. I was called for jury duty. And I was called, when I was called for jury duty, I let my boss know. It was years, oh my goodness, 20-some years ago, something like that. And uh, I used to clean swimming pools back in the day. I told my boss, hey, boss, um, I got jury duty this day. He said, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. You, you go. You tell that judge. You tell that judge that I need you. I need you. I was his only worker. I was his only worker. It was me and him. And he was like, man, if they he was thinking, I'm pretty sure he was thinking, if they choose him, he's going to be out for days. Right? We're going to be backed up. So he's like, no, you tell him. You, you, you tell him. You, whatever you got to do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so time comes where, you know, they're telling everybody, you know, this is what's going to happen. Whatever, whatever. If you have a legitimate excuse, line up over here against the wall. There's a stampede. <laughs> the stampede of people, right? I was, one, I was among them, right? And as I'm approaching closer and closer, it was a lady judge. 
can't remember her name. Everyone that would approach her, I was listening to the conversations they were having, and she would be like just stone-faced, super stoic. And she'd be like, really? You really think you, you, you really can't make jewelry for that? And I was like, oh, my gosh. No, I'm sorry. She signed some paper. No, sorry. Get back. Go back to your seat or whatever. I was like, oh, my God. As soon as I heard, I was like maybe four people or five people away. My heart just, I was like charity. Right? And um, I started shaking. Right? I was, like, I was like so nervous. And I go, I find it was my turn. And she just looks at me. <laughs> right? Kind of like people today, right? You know, you, you go to the counter, right, to, to, you know, ask for help. And they're like, <laughs> right? What happened to customer service? Anyways, um, so this lady, she's just staring at me. And I, and I told her, ma'am, you know, I have to, I, 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 I have to, <laughs> right? I, I have to miss because of my boss and whatever, whatever. Really? Do you really have to miss? And I, I said, ma'am, I'm sorry, my boss, I'm, I'm his only worker. And she said, okay. And I was like, wow, that worked? Awesome, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded staying, but my boss was like, terco, right? And so I went back to work, right? But it was scary to be in front of a judge. That's for jury duty. I'm not even on trial, right? How much more so should we fear the judge of judges, the king of kings, and his judgment upon us? In the Musaf, we're going to be praying on Monday morning. Special prayers from the Maksor. The Maksor is, so we use a Siddur, right, every day, even Shabbat, but the Maksor is specifically for Rosh Hashanah. There's a Maksor for Rosh Hashanah. Is a maksor for Yom Kippur, for the major festivals. Okay, we go by those prayers. In the maksor, there's a prayer we pray after the Torah reading called Musaf. Because every day we, bring off, we would bring offerings in the temple, in the temple days, when the temple stood. We can't do that today, the temple does not stand. We would bring those offerings, uh, those coincide with Shacharit and all the, all the, actually all the service. We read the Torah, afterwards we give the Musaf because there would be an additional offering for the feasts. A, a, aside from the everyday offerings, if that makes sense to everybody. So in the Musaf, um, these are the additional prayers, right? Listen to what we're going to be praying on Monday. Listen to this. You invoked a decree from the beginning of creation, establishing repentance with your earliest word. Even before, everyone say even before. Even before. Even before your, you arranged your judgment. Even before he establishes judgment upon us, even before Adam was created, he said, I'm going to create Teshuvah. Before judgment, I'm going to create Teshuvah. I'm going to create an opportunity for my people to return to me. Isn't that beautiful? What a God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. So we're going to delve into that. So we're going to delve into Rosh Hashanah. We're going to delve into more into the Parashat. And we're going to get more into depth with Teshuvah. That's, that's what the, se- the season that we're in. We're going to go to chapter 30. Same, uh, Devarim, same book, Devarim, chapter 30 and verse 1. We're going to read through verse 6. Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 through 6. It will be that when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse that I have presented before you. Let me pause right there real quick. Last week. I gave a teaching on the blessings, if you remember, and the curses. That's what they're referring to here. Okay? Then you will take it to your heart among all the nations where Hashem your God has dispersed you. And you will return as Teshuvah. And you will return unto Hashem. Remember, one of the curses we read last week is that you will be dispersed and scattered throughout the world. You will be homeless. We are homeless right now. Our home is not here. It is Yerushalayim. It is, a, it is a temple mount. And he's saying, yes, that's your punishment. for. That's a curse for you. But remember, what did I invent before the judgment? I invented Teshuvah. The way back. And so he says, and you will return. That's a promise. You will return. Unto Hashem your God and listen to his voice. That means you will study Torah again. According to everything that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and all your soul, then Hashem your God will bring back your captivity and have mercy upon you, and he will return and gather you in from all the peoples to which Hashem your God has scattered you. 
just a quick note. In the Shema, we gather the forward seat of our of our Talit Gadol. This is the Talit Gadol. This is the, Gadol means big, like large. And we, underneath here, we, we were a Talit Katan, a small Katan. I don't know if you guys saw little Kyle. He's running around. <laughs> you can't miss him. But he was, uh, you can't miss him because he's got his Talit Katan, right? It looks really cool, by the way. <laughs> so we grab the fourth seat seat, right? And what do we say? Bring us in peacefulness from the four corners of the earth. That's what this is for. We pull them over our hearts. These represent the mitzvot. We hold them over our hearts as we say the Shema. Looking forward to the day where we will go back home from the four corners of the earth. All over the place. From the distant islands that nobody's even heard of. Right? From the countries nobody, even, nobody can pronounce. Right? To the most well-known countries. We will be brought back. And then it says, uh, where was I? Uh, verse 5. Hashem your God will bring you to the land that your forefathers possessed and you shall possess it. He will do good to you and make you more numerous than your forefathers. Hashem your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring to love Hashem your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Now, according to Or HaChaim, you hear me quoting Or HaChaim a lot. The word Levavecha. Levavecha means your hearts, not your heart. But the word Vahashevota, you will take it to your heart. That's the first scripture we read. You will take it to your heart. That word is written in the singular. Levavecha is in the plural. So we got singular and plural. Uh, what gives? Right? So Orchachim expands on this. Verse 1 speaks of one single person, every individual person, taking the lesson of the Torah to his hearts. Plural. So we got more, more than one heart. Hillel, uh, did you go to school? Did you not take biology? <laughs> Did you not take basic science? It's only one heart, bro. <laughs> Actually, according to the Torah, we have two. Let me explain. Or let me let Orchachim explain. Whenever the heart of the wicked becomes accustomed to sinning, you just get used to it, become numb. Even the Yetzer Hatov, the good inclination that we all have, even that, and that's what always draws us to Hashem, to, to Shuvah, even that is drawn to sin. And fails to inspire us to repent when we're at that stage. When sin is just, we're just numb. Do you remember when you were there? I remember. Not a happy place. I lived years there. It reminds me of another uh, sage, ancient sage. Well, not too ancient. Luke Skywalker. Hey, got to give credit where credit is due Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi, episode six. More specifically, right? <laughs> if you fast forward, it's one hour, one minute, 30 seconds. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, Luke gets um, lured in by his father, Darth Vader. He finds out in the previous episode, Luke, I am your father. Right? No. Now, he knows, yeah, he settled. Okay. So he turns himself in to his father. His father just chasing him around, right? So he's, he's handcuffed. And they have a conversation, right? And Luke is telling his father, you need to be Anakin Skywalker again. That good guy that you were before you turned into Darth Vader. That was his original name, Anakin Skywalker. And he said, Father, I know there's still good in you. The emperor has not driven it out fully. That's us. No matter how dark we may become, those around us may become. The emperor, Hasatan, but cursed be he, 
has not driven it out fully. That Yetzer Hatov is always there. It never leaves us. There's always good in us. Vader replies, It is too late for me, son. The good news, he's wrong. I'll prove it to you at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, sorry. He repents. He repents. He becomes Anakin again. He dies, unfortunately. But he repents, right? See, this is why we must take it to our hearts. The Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, and the Yetzer Hatov, the good inclination. Those are the two hearts that are within us always. See, we need to inspire our Yetzer Hatov, the good inclination, as well, our, as well as our Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, to return to Hashem, since both of them have strayed from His Torah. Because Yetzer Hatov has just gone, you know, the, the voice has just become a whisper to us, right, over time. See, it's never too late for us. There's an Anakin inside all of us. There is still good in you. There is still good in the person that you might have in mind right now. You might be thinking, oh, he's talking about my cousin. He's talking about tío. He's talking about whoever, abuelita, abuelito, right? Uh, what's that? What's that word? Um, fulano, there you go. Fulano, fulana, right? Whatever. It's never too late. That's what this season's about. It's never too late. See, when verse 1 t- tells us, you will take it to your heart, which really means to your hearts, among all the nations where Hashem your God has dispersed you. It explains how the Jewish people will inspire themselves. How will we do this? This is how. What Chaim tells us, our eyes will be open to the fact that we are, un- we are in exile. We'll, one day we'll realize... I'm not home. <laughs> I'm homeless. One day, it'll, it'll click. I'm homeless. My home is way over there. Even if I, if I get a plane ticket right now, I move in, I'm still like, it's like, that's how far my heart is sometimes, right? But our eyes will be open to the fact that we are exile. We are in exile. We are dispersed among all the goyim because of us. Our fault. Our own sins. Right? See, sin doesn't just exile us from our home. Sin exiles us from our family who care for us. Our friends. By friends, I mean true friends. Right? How many people get out of high school and you don't see your friends there ever again? Right? I mean, you know, some people do. Some people are blessed with those type of friends. They're for life. And that's awesome. Those are true friends. Right? Sin exiles us from growth. We just remain stuck. It exiles us from shalom. We're always, you know, we're never at peace, never at rest. But most of all, it exiles us from Avinu Malkeinu. We're going to be reciting Avinu Malkeinu on Rosh Hashanah morning, on Monday morning. That means our Father, our King. See, we will tell our, tell our hearts that this is our doing. I'm here because of me. But the hope is, it can be fixed. It can be fixed. Or Chaim points out that when verse 6 states that Hashem your God will circumcise your heart. He will do a brit milah on your heart. The Torah is referring to the orla. The orla. Which is the Hebrew word for barrier. Of our hearts. See, in circumcision, when we, we convert to Judaism, right? We have a brit milah, right? We have circumcision, you know, of, of our member for the men, obviously. That is called the orla. That's a barrier. Why is it removed? Because it's removed because it represents. Number one, it's with us entering the covenant. That's a commandment. I mean, no way around that. But it also represents the circumcision of the heart. See, you can go through brit milah all day long, but if your heart has not been circumcised, What's the point? Why go through all that pain? Right? 
So the Torah is referring to the Ola, the barrier of our hearts, which keeps us separated from God. And it needs to be cut. The Ola is the love for the forms of wickedness that our hearts long for and end up committing until they become just habit, just natural. Right? And friends, I'm going to tell you right now, until we pass away, our hearts are going to still long for wickedness. <laughs> it's our flesh. Because that Yetzir Hara is always going to be there. Therefore, circumcision of the heart occurs when we repent for having violated the Torah's prohibitions that have set up a barrier between us and God. The great news here is that Hashem is the one, the one and only, who will circumcise our hearts. Is that not what we read? He said, the verse says, He will circumcise your heart. When? When we humble ourselves. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? It's tough saying I'm sorry. It's tough saying I was wrong. Especially to those close to us, right? If it's a stranger, we're not going to see you again. Ah, oh, bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like we, talk, we, we do a whole show, right? The whole spiel. Because <laughs> I'm not going to see you again, right? So let me, you know. All right? I'm not saying we all do that. But sometimes, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? And those closest to us, you're like, I'm sorry. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Right? You're like whispering. Like, sorry, what, what did you say? <laughs> right? And that's how sometimes, unfortunately, we treat Hashem. Right? We're like, sorry. Right? Sometimes we do that, unfortunately. But in order for Him to circumcise our hearts, we got to humble ourselves. We got to say, I was wrong. Right? Those are the three most powerful words in the English language, by the way. It's not, I love you. It's, I was wrong. It's a lot harder to say than I love you. And when we do this, he promises that he will circumcise our heart. He will help us. Listen, according to Ibn Ezra, the physical foreskin must be removed by people, right? Must be removed by people. We got to go to a surgeon. We got to do, you know, the, the, the whole ceremony that's in the Siddur. We got to say all the brachot, all the blessings, right? And then we have the brit milah. We have the circumcision. Right? It's got to be removed by a person, though. A human being. Another human being. But God. Ever say, but God. But God will remove the spiritual blockage and impediment to total teshuvah. He said, you just got to just take a step to me. Just take a step. I'll do the rest. Mijito chulo. Mijita preciosa. I would not be surprised if he actually says those kind of words. In the Hebrew, obviously. <laughs> In the Hebrew. <laughs> Listen to what the Talmud states. This is from Shabbat 104a. Listen, this is, this is powerful. If. ever say if. Yeah. There's that word. Man, we've been saying that like every parashat, right? Every week. If. If. It's always a condition. It's not grace, grace, grace. All you need is grace. No, 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 no. If one comes to purify himself. Which means it's in our hands. It's our choice. If you come, if one comes to purify himself, he is assisted by God. So let's flip that. If one does not purify, come to purify himself, he is not assisted by God. Right? You've decided, okay, but I'm here anytime. <laughs> you want to come. And you want to, as soon as you take that step, I'm there. See, one of the ways he assists us in Teshuvah is in this season with the sound of the Shofar. The sound of the Shofar. Which we've been blowing every morning after Shacharit. Every morning after our prayers, right? We've been blowing every morning. We blow the... the we bro. We blow... <laughs> professor. <laughs> we, we blow... Um, we blow the Shofar. We, there's three notes, right? There's a Tekiah. There's a Shavarim, there's a Teruah. And then at the end, there's the, the extended Tekiah Gedol. It's the Tekiah again, but it's just longer. It's extended. So we've been blowing those every morning, every morning. Every weekday morning. According to Chinuch, this is from Mitzvah 405. When one hears the Shofar call, he is reminded to cut the Orla. To cut the Yetzer Chara the evil inclination of his heart. He's, it's a reminder. That's that blast. You're like, 
Wake up! Wake up! Get it right! Come on, Hillel! Come on! I'm mean with myself. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'm, mean, I'm, I'm pretty mean with myself sometimes, you know, because of, I don't overdo it or anything, but, you know, I'm like, come on, see, wake up. I hear that. I blow the shofar out of myself, and, and I'm like, Afterwards, I'm like, wake up, Sido. Wake up, Hillel. Wake up, Hillel. Sorry, I said Sido. Um, by the way, you can call me Hillel. That's my Hebrew name. Or you can call me the artist formerly known as Sido. <laughs> but you got to say the whole thing. You can't just say Sido. The artist formerly known as Sido. By the way, that's my former name. <laughs> gangster. Roy calls me gangster, guys. Tell him to leave me alone. <laughs> As the kids like to say, he's bullying me. He's bullying me, sir. <laughs> Not only that, let me get this shofar here. This is uh, not a ram's horn. This is like from an ibex, probably. From an ibex. I have one that's uh, probably ibex or antelope. And I have a ram's horn. The ram's horns are, are just a curve, they're, they're pretty small. They're like half the size. Okay? Some are smaller. Whichever one you own or you see or you hear, right, or you blow. They're all curved. None of them are perfectly straight. They're all curved, like this one. So what does that teach us? It teaches us something very important. See, the, the shofar, it's not, when it's on the animal, it's not shaped like that. Did you know that? It's not shaped like that. It's shaped a different way. But what do they do? They, um, they heat it in a tense heat in order for it to be bendable. And they can twist it and shape it as they see fit, right? And some have, you know, designs on there, you know, some silver on there or gold or some bling, right? Depending on, depending on who, who produces it, right? But this teaches us that when we hear the sound of fire and we look at the shape, it should inspire us to bend our will to that of the, our Creator. And when we're going through tough times, that's the heat. Without the heat, they can't bend it to the shape that they want. Right? So you'll break it. You'll break it. Right? So they add the heat. Now I can bend you. See, when we go through tough times, it's the heat. It ain't, it ain't from no devil. Don't, don't be giving the, the devil no credit. It's from Hashem. Nothing happens without his stamp of approval. This comes from him. Because he wants to bend us to his will. And we see that shofar. Yes, sir. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Help me. Circumcise my heart, please. According to the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah 4.9. The order of the shofar blast is three sets of three. Three sets of three blasts. We'll be doing that Monday morning. Three sets of three blasts. So an example is a tekiah, shavarim tekiah. So we do the tekiah, the single, shavarim is a three. And then tekiah. So there's three sets of three. And they vary. In the end, guys, we're going to do a hundred blasts on Monday morning. A hundred blasts. Why the three? Why, why does a Maxor teach us three? It symbolizes the three roles played by Hasatan. Cursed be he. Number one, we already spoke about this, the Yetzir Hara. He is the Yetzir Hara. He is the evil inclination, the tempter. Role number two, he is the accuser of the brethren. You ever heard that scripture before? That's what he does best. And number three, he's the angel of death. So first, what does he do? First, he tempts people to sin. Come on. Did God really say? Come on. Come on. It'll feel good. It'll feel good. You're worried. This will help you. Right? Once we're in, he turns around and says, Lord, 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 did you see what he did? Did you see what he did? 
Anybody have people like that in your life? Oh, man, I see it at school all the time, right? Uh, you know, some kid will be minding his business, just doing whatever. Some kid comes up and just pokes and pokes and pokes and pokes, pokes right? And pokes and pokes and pokes until finally the kid's like, you're poking the bear, bro. Like, boom, vamonos, right? And then the kid, miss, did you see? Sir, did you see? <laughs> Who's instigating? That's that's. Hasatan, cursed be he. That's what he does. He tempts. Once we're in, he accuses. But then, number three, he then carries out the heavenly judgment against us as the angel of death. Look at Yohanan 10.10. Let me show you this from Yeshua's words. It's John 10.10. The thief, Hasatan, cursed be he, comes only, not, not comes with this and other reasons, other purposes, it comes only to do three things. Oh, there's a three. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. He's paraphrasing our Barashat. We didn't read the scripture. Hashem says, I, get, I set before you life and death. Therefore, choose life that you may live. What is he saying? Choose Yeshua that you may live. Look at Yeshayahu 58.1. That's Isaiah 58.1. It says, call out from the throat. Do not withhold like the shofar. Raise your voice and tell my people of their iniquity and the house of Jacob their sins. Let me repent. See, therefore prayer. According to the scripture here. Prayer. The shofar blasts and, com- and confession of our sins. Oh, he's got his three. We got our three. We got our three to combat your three. You understand? We got prayer. And, and we finna pray. We finna pray tomorrow night. We finna pray Monday morning. And all day Monday. Right? Later on, we'll do mincha. You know, obviously at, at home and what have you. For, for the afternoon and the evening. But... We have prayer, we have the shofar blasts, and we have the confession of our sins. Those three will merge together to end the accusations of Hasatan, cursed be he, on Rosh Hashanah. This is how our hearts overturn to Avinu Malkinu, to our father, our king. This is how. Check this out. Our school has a book on Rosh Hashanah. In it, it says, the author says, each of the three shofar notes describe our soul in various stages of spirituality. The tekiah is the one unbroken sound. It's short. It's unbroken. This sound indicates that the soul was created pure, straight, and unbroken. That's how our souls were created. Perfect. But then came impurities. Then came crookedness. Why? Because of us and our choices to sin. Right? And follow the Yitzhak Hara. Because of the Orla, the barrier. The second blast is a Shevarim. It's a three blast. That's not straight. It's broken up into three. This broken groan alludes to the moaning of the sick. Have you ever been so sick that you, you moan? I've been. I remember last year when I had COVID. Oh, my goodness. I, when I get my gout attacks, like bad, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Does that sound like the? <laughs> and the third, the tirua. It's the nine staccato blasts. Represents the uncontrollable weeping over the death of a close relative. It just pours out. It just comes out. We're mourning. As we're mourning now with, with Shlomo and the loss of his, of his precious mother. There's uncontrollable weeping at times. Even after the funeral and after everything. Even a year later. Five years later, ten years later, the anniversary is always there, 
right? This is why we have the mourner's cottage, to always bring that hope. But sometimes those cries are uncontrollable. That's the... However. Ever say however? however. Oh, however. The final blast of the Rosh Hashanah morning service is a repetition of the tekiah, which is called the tekiah gadola. The great tekiah. Once again, it's going to be that unbroken, straight, but long, extended, till we run our breath. Why is this repeated at the very end? It teaches us that Hashem is always ready and willing to receive and help. To receive and help. He doesn't just tell us what to do. He gives us the help to do it. To receive and help anyone who sincerely attempts to return to his original state of spiritual purity. We started with the original state, right? The soul was perfect. It was straight. It was the the, the kia. It was perfect. And then came sin. And then came sickness. And then came death. And it seems like it all fell apart. But in the end, back, back to the original, back to the purity of our souls. Listen to another prayer we're going to pray on Monday morning, the Musaf. Listen to this. For your name signifies your praise, hard to anger and easy to appease. For you do not wish the death of one deserving of death. Let me repeat that. You do not wish the death of one deserving of death. Friends, that's all of us. He says, I don't desire you. Oh, you deserve it. Oh, you deserve Gehinom. You deserve to burn. I don't want that though. I didn't design that for you. I designed it for Hasatan, Christ Behi, and his angels, not for you. You do not, listen, you do not wish the death of one deserving of death, but that he repent from his way and live. Until the day of his death, you await him. Did you catch that? Until the day of his death, you await him. If, there's that word again, if he repents, you uh, will accept him immediately. Even till the day of our death. If we repent, he will accept us. The blinking of an eye, that fast. This is why the sages teach us, repent one day before you die. Why do they say that? Because you don't know when you're going to die. Better make it today. I'm going to wrap up with this, and then we're going to just go over some, some of the halakha for Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Tzvi Freeman, this is from Chabad. I read this this week. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning, not only of the new year. Our new year is not January 1st. Our new year is Rosh Hashanah, first of Tishrei. We're entering, we're leaving 5782, we're entering 5783, tomorrow night. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning, not only of this new year, but of all previous years. What? On Rosh Hashanah, we are given a superpower. Have you guys ever been asked, if you had a superpower, what would you pick? Anybody ever been asked that? If you had a superpower, one of my sons, he, he always comes up with the most random... Dad, if you had this, what would you do? I'm like, what? Bro, like, don't you got something better to do with your time than go with random stuff that's never going to happen, right? Um, if you were given a superpower, what would you choose, right? Some would choose uh, ability to fly, right? But you know what superpower we're given? Time travel. Time travel. See, we're able to reach back in time to adjust the meaning of our past because in the past it meant nothing we were lost there was no purpose right but then we look back and we realize no actually now it does have meaning now it does have meaning 
We are able to reach back in time to adjust the meaning of our past. And it's all done without a flux capacitor and without a DeLorean. None of that needed. Sorry, that was an 80s reference. You guys are too young there. You guys are like, <laughs> your, your dad or your mom will explain to you later. Hashem is the author of our story. He's the author. But he's given us a title. You know what title he's given us? Editor. I was going to say in chief, but really he's the chief. Editors. You know what an editor does? Misspelling, add a, par- add a paragraph here, right? Cut this, add that, right? Editor, you, you know, right? He said, here's your story, Hillel. Here's your story, Adan. Here's your story, Charity. Here's your story, Rachel. Here's your story, everybody. Here's your story. Now, the Teshuvah, the Rosh Hashanah, you can go back in time and you can edit. You can edit and transform the story. As if that never even happened. Because what does he do? He tosses our sins into the depths of the sea that we, he will never ever look at them again. This is emphasized by Tashlich. We're going to do Tashlich, God willing, if we find a, a, a body of water close by, of living water close by. In the afternoon, after the morning services, after Oneg, we'll do Tashlich. So it, it's a short service in the Maksor, very short. But what we do, we take pebbles. Some take breadcrumbs. We're going to feed the ducks, though. No feeding the ducks. You know that's bad for the ducks? I didn't know that. I'm, I'm like, loaves, right? <laughs> right? And I find out, no, no, you're gonna, you're gonna, they're going to die. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, ducks. Sorry. Sorry, Daffy. Right? But we get these crumbs or, or a, a bread or pebbles, and we toss them. We, we confess our sins privately. We don't get a mic. <laughs> Privacy. We have an audience right here. Everyone, toss it. Toss it. Repent, toss it. Repent, toss it. Isn't that beautiful? Because you try to go in there. You try to go in there and find it. Go in there and find that pebble. You will never find it. Hashem's not even going to bother trying. He's like, that, that's done. We're done. You've rewritten your story. By transforming who we are today through Teshuvah, especially on Rosh Hashanah, through Yom Kippur, we rewrite our past, our own past, and create a brand new number one bestseller in the New York Times list. Bestseller. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I just love God so much. I'm sorry if I get too excited here. If Roy and I get too excited sometimes, right? We go overboard sometimes and we just, you know, we just can't contain ourselves, right? Uh, you know, actually, no, I don't apologize. I'm sorry. I take that back. I'm sorry. I don't repent of that. But we just love God so much. As Roy told me one time, he said, I just can't stop talking about him. I love him so much. Hallelujah. Now, how do we prepare? What are we going to be doing? Rosh Hashanah. Some ha. First of all, Bamidbar 29.1. If you want to turn there, if you're following along, Bamidbar 29, that's Numbers 29, verse 1. This is where we get the commandment. Bamidbar 29.1. Numbers 29.1 says, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, that is tomorrow night. That is Monday. Okay, that is Tishrei. In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, there shall be a holy convocation for you. What's a holy convocation? Where we all meet and assemble together and pray and study His Word and blow the shofar. Okay? You shall do no laborious work, which means we cannot work. Uh, but, Hillel, you don't understand, right? Okay, I mean... It ain't my commandment. You choose not to, that's on you. Okay? I got to do my job and teach you truth. Amen? You shall do no laborious work. It shall be a day of shofar sounding for you. You shall make an elevation offering for a satisfying aroma to Hashem. One young bull, one ram, seven male lambs in the first year unblemished. And it goes on and on about the different sacrifices. But we're not going to do that. We don't have a temple. 
So what do we do in, in its place? We pray. Let our lips compensate for the bulls. We pray that every Shabbat, every morning. That's a scriptural source. And you can re- read on it on your own. Now, some halakha. We've been blowing the shofar every morning after Shacharit, every weekday morning. But we, don't, we do not blow it the day before Rosh Hashanah. But we do not blow it tomorrow. Okay? So don't blow the shofar tomorrow if you've been blowing it. Okay? Which is Sunday. We don't blow it on Sunday morning. If possible, I know this is tough. We don't have our own mikvah. We don't. If you are able to, awesome. I'm not honestly not even sure if I'll be able to. But if you can, it is customary to immerse in a mikvah. Okay? Not for conversion. Unless you convert. By the way, what an amazing time to convert. What better time to go through conversion than through the 10 days of awe? Oh, I should have waited, babe. I should have waited. <laughs> no, 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 no. I couldn't wait. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. But can you imagine? You'll never forget the day. Anyways, if you're able to, we, you can immerse in, in a mikvah. Um, I'll call him back. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Or tonight after Havdalah. Um, again, if you're not able to, I mean, we don't have a kosher mikvah here. We, I mean, we, we don't, right? So it, it's tough. But if you can, right, don't, don't, don't stress about it, okay? Don't be like, I got to go. Hillel said I got him. No, I'm not saying, you know. It's like when we tell the kids, you know, I, I used to coach in football. And then, guys, you got to have cleats. And don't tell mom and dad you need, like, the $200 cleats. Coach said. Coach said, oh, I need $200 cleats. Don't tell him. Just buy some cheap ones at Academy. Come on now. Right? So, okay? Everybody with me on that one? If, if, if you're able to. Now, we'll be following, as I said earlier, the, the Art Scroll Maxor. This is the Ashkenaz version. That's what we use here. On Sunday night and Monday morning. Okay? Now, on Sunday night, we're going to have Marif. We pray Marif. There's additional blessings that come with Rosh Hashanah, obviously. It's a special day. Um, after that, or actually in the, towards the end of that, we'll have a, a quote-unquote Seder. Okay? It's not a Pesach Seder. Okay, it's a little Seder with different, uh, different foods, mostly vegetables and some fish and different things like that, that all point to our prayers for a good and sweet year. We're going to be dipping challah in honey, right? And so, again, all about pointing to Rosh Hashanah that we want our judgment to be for a good and sweet year. Amen? 5783. On Monday morning, that's going to be Sunday night at 7, by the way. Sunday night at 7, okay? Right here. Monday morning, we'll be here for Shacharit. Okay? So bring your Talit Gadol. We don't, bring, we don't wear the Talit Gadol, gadol uh, at Marif in the evenings. So bring it in the morning. If you're coming, um, bring your Shofar if you have a Shofar. If you're planning on blowing the Shofar with me, let me know, please, after service. Because I got to go over, make sure that we know the blasts and the order and all that good stuff. Okay? Um, and dress your best. Right? Friends. Shabbat and all the feasts are Moadim. You know what that means? Appointments. Who set up this appointment? Him. I set up this appointment and just, just for me and you. Right? So we dress our best. Right? Um, we'll be reciting Avinu Malkeinu. The themes are his kingship. You'll hear throughout the, the evening, throughout the morning. He's the king. He's the king. King, king, king. We're crowning him king on this evening and, and, and on this morning, on this day, I should say. And remembrance. Is, it is a day of remembrance. A day of remembrance. What are we remembering? The creation of man. This is the anniversary of creation. Did you guys know that? The anniversary of creation is first of Tishay. That's when creation began. But not really. What do you mean? Because... First of Tishrei is actually the sixth day of creation. But it's considered as the birth of creation. The anniversary of creation. What, what does that mean? Because what, was, what, was, what did Hashem create everything for? Who did Hashem create everything for? You. And me. Mankind. So the whole purpose of creation was day six. Make sense? Rosh Hashanah. So today, you know what today is? We're on day four of creation. Isn't that cool? 
sun, moon, and stars today. God created. Hallelujah. The shofar will be blown after the Torah reading on Monday morning. After the, sorry, the Torah, the Haftarah, and the Besorah readings. There will be, I will be giving a brief teaching on the ashes of Yitzhak. And how that corresponds to Yeshua or Mashiach. Okay. And there will be more shofar blasts during and after the Musa for a total of 100 blasts. A whole Benjamin. A whole Benjamin. 100. After that, we'll have, uh, we'll have, we'll have Oneg. Uh, we'll be having, um, um, uh, tomorrow night, we'll be having a, the, uh, the Seder, we'll, have, we'll be having a meal. We'll also be having a meal on uh, Monday morning. We'll have Oneg. We'll dip our chala into the honey. Uh, and then we'll have tashlik after Oneg. For those that would like to come, if, you, if you're not able to, that's, we understand. But we'll be going. Uh, my wife and I will be going. And so you can join us. Uh, pending us finding a living water source here close by, I ain't going to the beach. That's too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we're going to re- greet each other with Leshana Tova. If you want to make it even better, even spicier. Nah. Sweeter. Sweet and sour. Nah. Sweet. Sweeter. Not sour. You add Umetuka. Leshana Tova Umetuka. For a good and sweet year. That's going to be the greeting tomorrow night and Monday. Friends, this is our Happy New Year's. I'm done. That's that's the Tex-Mex. That's a Valley style. Don't say Happy New Year here, guys. We're in the Valley now. When in Rome, right? We say Happy New Year's, <laughs> right? We say so. This is this is our Happy New Year's right here. We just don't say Happy New Year's. We say Leshana Tova. Leshana Tova. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Baruch Hashem. Announcements. I didn't. I already gave most of them. So excited about this. Starting today, uh, we have Oneg every Shabbat, right? Oneg every Shabbat. Um, starting today, after our meal, we're going to start praying Birkar Hamasol. Okay, because this is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Once we have beaten and are full, we shall bless Adonai, our God, for the good land which He gives. And so we'll be reciting uh, Birkar Hamasol today after Oneg. So. Try not to leave if possible, right? Until we recite uh, one egg. Uh, Roe will continue his Hebrew classes. However, they will be online. We had a whole online series last year on, on the Siddur. If, uh, if you want to know, want to learn how to pray from the Siddur, uh, this is for the weekdays. I didn't do, I, maybe I'll do one for the Shabbat and festival, but it's, it's a whole series of videos uh, that go through the Siddur and, you know, we just posted them. We're always going to do the same thing for the Hebrew classes. Okay? That way it's on demand, right? So, oh, by the way, you got you to gotta subscribe to, you know how you, there's Hulu, right? There's Netflix, there's Peacock now. and Everybody has a Paramount, right? Everybody's got one, right? I don't have any of them, <laughs> but I know that they're out there. Um, we're going to have our own. It's going to be HMS. Right? Messianic Synagogue. Anybody, any, any, any takers? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding if you subscribe for the whole year get a discount just kidding. Just kidding. no but they'll be online on our YouTube channel okay so be on the lookout for the next letter which will be coming up here soon and uh, if you do not have a high holidays calendar my wife my lovely wife right here Elisheva she has them uh, she's got a stash right there she's hiding it I'm like babe you gotta share babe you, get, you only need one you, you can share the rest she's like I guess I'm just kidding. That was her idea. It was her idea to disperse them. So if you don't have one, please see her afterwards and she'll get you a calendar that has all the services that we're going to have for the holidays. It's too much. It's, it's just too much for me to share uh, in, in announcements. Uh, let me see here. What am I missing? Shofar blowers, Oneg. For Oneg, um, for Sunday night and for Monday afternoon after a Shacharit, please see my wife. Um, right? And that way we can kind of coordinate and get all that sorted for Oneg uh, Tashlik service Yom Kippur is 11 days away okay from Rosh Hashanah it's 10 days away uh, so be ready for that Yom Kippur we wear all white so if you can if you're able to get yourself some you know all white gear right rock the the white tennis shoes right with the big with the big sole like that right that we roll tall right but you gotta leave them at the door you gotta leave them there <laughs> 
<laughs> but we wore tennis on that day, by the way. More to come on that next week. Uh, but just to give you a heads up, Yom Kippur is coming. Um, be sure you guys have your four species, right, for uh, Sukkot. If you haven't ordered those yet, time is ticking. Get those ordered soon. Get your sukkah uh, materials ready. We don't, we don't put it up yet, but get those ready. And that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in our lives. Thank you, Father, because Rosh Hashanah is coming. Thank you, Father. This, we welcome the day of judgment. Father, not because we want to be judged, but Father, because we know that your judgments are good and they're true and they're perfect for us, Father. Father, we pray and we will pray and we will repent of our sins. We will hear the blast of the shofar. Father, we'll have, uh, we'll have oneg. Father, we'll have fellowship. We'll have a holy convocation, Father. And Father, all that, Father, to obey you, to obey your precious word. Father, and we pray that you would take our prayers the signing of the shofar, Father, our confessions of our sins, Father. You would take those and grant us, Father, a good judgment for a good and sweet year, Father. We love you and we praise you. And we pray all this in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Bimruh. <laughs>